Socks on tap. I am Johnny Nani. I'm joined tonight by Tony Marchese and Patrick Comiskey. We're talking about a White Sox winner in Houston tonight, guys. Nine to four. The White Sox took care of the Astros. How do you feel about the game? Um, that was unexpected. What a nice change of pace, ain't it, guys? Beautiful. I, I, I'm all for it. I love it. Uh, I like when they prove me wrong. I had said on a Sox on tap that I expect them to get swept. I was looking pretty right on those predictions uh, after games one and two. But tonight was a different story, guys. Um, we got power uh, out, you know, from a lot of different places. Two of them from Eloy Jimenez, two bombs. Uh, you know, you had a Jose Abreu bomb again. And then the Charlie Tilson grand slam to cap it all off. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't go into this game expecting the Sox to put up nine runs. And the offense, and you and Andrew Kinsler, um, by the way, kudos on that show. I listened to that on my way into the office this morning. Uh, you guys sounded great, but you guys even talked about it. This offense is dead. I think Buzz and I talked about it too. The offense was dead. And one of the things that you guys brought up was like, you know, I want to see somebody pull one up over that short porch in left field, and that can really give a shot in the arm to the White Sox. Well, you saw some home runs tonight. You saw the yep. the offense break out, and that's exactly what happened. You guys mentioned hitting is contagious, and that's exactly what we saw tonight. It's a beautiful thing when it pans out like that. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, Tony, it's tough to put a trust in a guy like uh, Charlie Tilson, am I right? <laughs> what a nice surprise we had there. You know, and, and for the people that don't get to listen to both shows, we, we, we recorded Chai Sox Weekly earlier tonight, and we, we talked about this, but uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, and break that little one down just in a shortened version, Pat, of, of what happened with Charlie Tilson tonight. Right, so, you know, us three, us three guys are on the call before we start hitting record and whatnot. And uh, we're all, we all got the White Sox game on the TV and we're viewing the uh, bases loaded situation. Uh, uh, base, I want to say it was right. Bases loaded, no outs. First two guys go down and then it's Charlie Tilson up there. And, you know, we can all be pessimistic at times and old pessimistic tone comes up to bat. He goes, Oh man, I have no, you know, I have all the trust in the world and Charlie Tilson to get the job done here. So I counter back at Tony. I go, you know, just for you, Tony's going to hit a, he's going to hit a grand slam here to prove you wrong. Two pitches later. There he goes with an absolute bomb. Out no right question. Field. Yeah. No question about it. The second it left his bat, you were like, Oh, well, Oh, there it goes. And you know, Tony, like we talk about, we talked about earlier, you're going to have to keep talking down on these guys. You are apparently the guy that they like to respond to. You know, maybe I need to be in the dugout. Yeah, 
I might need to I might need to be in the dugout because can you imagine just me sitting at the end of the bench with a Budweiser in hand, you know, when Charlie Tilson is coming up to bat and just being like, well, (laughs) screw this. He ain't getting a hit. And then, you know, Charlie Tilson to the moon gloves, ready. like, you know, it it might have to become a thing. The the Sox might listen to this show. They might listen to shy Sox weekly and hear some of this stuff that I have to say. And then, you know, I I feel like it fires them up. I might need to be their new, um, what do they call those guys? You know, like the, uh, the team psychologist or something, but, but instead of, instead of trying to build them up, I just tell them how bad they are. Um, so that, you remember in a uh, major league when they we, they have like the female owner and they start ripping like the the clothing off in pieces for how many wins that they need. You are her now. You are that woman for the Chicago White Sox at this point. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I Tony, whatever works. You know, like I said, I you know I'm a little pessimistic on the predictions going into all of this stuff. Looking at a uh, juggernaut team like Houston, and I like being wrong. Well, I like when you're wrong on your uh, criticisms and your uh, predictions <laughs> for what these guys are going to do, like individually, like during the game. So uh, keep it up, and I'll keep it up too from the uh, straight up record wise. So well, uh, yeah, I mean, if anybody wants a full backstory to this, go check out Chai Sax Weekly. Um, our, our latest episode that, that's just coming out now too as well. Um, you know, I love being wrong. I, I'll say that too. I love being wrong. I'm, I'm number one, a fan of this team. Number two, I'm not always that pessimistic. There's times where I'm less pessimistic than, uh, than Mr. Johnny over there. I know you know that. Um, but you know, it, it, to me, when I see a guy who's just not cutting it, um, I'm not afraid to lay in and, and talk about how I feel. And normally what happens is they respond with uh, proving me wrong. So uh, I'm not going to stop doing that. It's so far work. Oh, keep it up. Yeah, keep it up. You know who else proved us wrong tonight when we're talking on that train there? So last night on Sox on Tap, Andrew Kinsler and I had mentioned that our two young guns who we want to see hitting well, Yohan Moncada and Eloy Jimenez, struck out in every single plate appearance that both of them combined had. Uh, Eloy had three Ks, Yohan with four last night. And what do they do tonight? Uh, two hits each, uh, two for five for Yoan and two for four for Eloy. But two of those, both of them were bombs and they were bombs. You know, I, I mentioned that, oh, I want to see, you know, like one of our right handed hitters put one into that short porch and left field. Well, they just made it a little bit harder. Uh, they went the other route <laughs> center field for uh, uh, both Eloy and then Jose's home run. But hey, anyway, I'll take them as long as they're out of the ballpark. Hey, you know, what's also interesting when I go down this this box score and I look at this. You know who left the most runners on base tonight? Eloy. Eloy Jimenez. He left four on base. He had a very productive game. Uh, you know, th- he, sc- he scored three runs himself, uh, two RBIs. Um, you know, he-, he did strike out once. He left four on base. Those home runs couldn't have come at a more inopportune time <laughs> than the ones that he hit because – his other plate appearances, he actually had runners on base. I'm not going to argue with a two home run game out of out of young Eloy Jimenez hitting out of the sixth spot right now. Um, but you know, imagine what the score would have been had he chosen to show that power in a, a, a few different situations tonight. And the Sox offense altogether, nine runs, guys. Um, and you're right, Moncada was part of this. Um, everybody seemed to be part of this. It looks like almost everybody got a hit except for. 
Yonder Alonso and Yomer Sanchez. Are we shocked? Big, big surprise there. Yeah. So hey, well, I I just like that it was more of an offense by committee. You know, like I said last night, it, it could have been easy for them uh, to get down in the dumps. You know, when you're uh, everybody who's no hit besides Jose Abreu. I know, you know, by the team standards, technically, you know, not a no hitter, but everybody else, no, not one single hit otherwise on the team last night and tonight almost everybody minus two guys that you just mentioned got a hit so i like that offense by committee and when you're talking about the situational thing i'll lay off of eloy uh i'll take runs any way shape or form at any time against the astros uh you need all of them that you can get obviously since we're pulling tiago Vieira for alex calme in the last inning so with that lead so well and here's another thing guys if you look at this lineup tonight and this is something that Zach's on tap has probably almost been known for at this point in time in, in circles of White Sox Twitter. Is the guys that always have something to say about Ricky Renteria's lineup. I know Tim Anderson was hitting seventh, and you still had Yonder Alonso in five. But is this not kind of the best lineup that we've seen constructed here as far as players on the field and in the game? I was just happy that McCann was in the uh, four hole there. That that makes me have more confidence in the lineup. Uh, makes you just it just makes you feel better about the whole thing. I know I would even like to see Yonder bump down because on Saturday he was bumped down to the six hole and got two singles. So I mean, not saying that's going to guarantee him getting a hit, but maybe it takes you know a little bit of a different approach from the pitcher to. Uh, you know, when he's facing Yonder Alonzo in that situation instead of higher up in the lineup, you know, especially cleanup. Well, and here's the other thing about Alonzo. If you talk about a guy who's got so much protection within the lineup as constructed here, you know, you go Moncada, Abreu, McCann, Alonzo, Jimenez, Anderson. I'm kind of okay with him in the fifth spot here because he's so protect, like he is beyond protected in the lineup. If you get to Alonzo, you know, you've got Jimenez behind him. You've got Anderson. Like he's, he is protected in this lineup. That's, you know, in the five spot, you know, he, he's just got to do better. Yeah. He did walk twice though. So there is that, but Hey, it helps the OPS, but it does, (laughs) or uh, the, the on base percentage there, but it does not help. Uh, that average that's still sitting at an unsightly 178. That's true. So we want to get into a little bit of the pitching in this game. Um, I know we talk a lot about the offense, and that is obviously the big story tonight. I think Charlie Tilson can be your player of the game, no doubt. Um, I mean, Eloy obviously is a front runner there, but, you know, a guy hits Grand Slam. That's usually pretty much solidifies it. So um, let's get into a little bit of the pitching. So Ivan Nova went he got the win tonight he went seven innings gave up 10 hits but only three runs uh all three of them were earned only walked one that's encouraging struck out three uh limited it to one long ball so that i mean the 10 hits granted it's the astros it's tough but i know you want to see those numbers down but overall from what we've seen uh, i think nova gave up three or four home runs on his last outing on friday night at uh home against toronto so I think that's, you know, a step forward there. I know he's been up and down, but, um, hey, against a good team like the Houston Astros, if we can get a win from an Ivan Nova start, I'll tell you what, I did, would not have predicted it. You didn't predict it. <laughs> you actually yeah. said that you, yeah, know, you I, thought we were going to get swept. Um, and, you know, one of the other things that, that really helped Nova here was the fact that the Sox defense – 
was behind him today. Um, it just seemed like every single inning was going to be a double play that that bailed Nova out of some sort of trouble. I don't or think that he play. was he was yes or triple play. I'm getting there. Uh, I I don't think that he was as crisp as he could have been, but he was bailed out by a, a really solid defensive effort. And guys, whoever would have thought that we would watch a Sox game this year where we saw a grand slam from Charlie Tilson and also get to see the White Sox turn a triple play in the same game? Uh, what are the odds, honestly? I mean, the big, better guy, Shy Sox, John, it wouldn't take you that in a million years. Um, it's uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's incredible. It, it is. Uh, it really is. I mean, a triple play in baseball is just so rare. I mean, we turned three of them in 2016, none the past two years, and then one uh, tonight. But that was, uh, you know, the perfect place uh, hit ball down the line to Moncada so you could step right on the bag, fire it over to Yolmer, and almost, you know, it's a double play at that point just if, you know, Moncada doesn't have to move that much. So, Pat Comiskey's having a little trouble here. I, I'm, I'm having a yawn attack over here. It's getting late. We're in uh, podcast three of the night. But, yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was one of those weird games tonight where uh, – you really can't point to too many things going wrong, which is nice to see. You know, these are the building blocks you want to see from this team moving forward if they're actually going to contend, which hopefully soon they are going to start doing that. So it was a nice building block against a good team. Um, it's easy to point to the offense and look at the nine runs, but I thought, you know, the pitching, that was promising. Uh, even the bullpen-wise, uh, uh you seen Asik, he did he did the one inning score which uh Vera had he had some command issues per usual, but uh it is nice when you can just throw column A in there um just seemingly in any situation and he just always performs well. Um I think we'll see as the year progresses, looking at what the White Sox do this year, if they're gonna compete, if he's gonna stick around or if he's going to go fetch something on the market. But if this guy sticks around, I think this is a guy that you can really put some trust in. Like he just, he, he, they threw him into a tough situation tonight and he responded really well. So just, you know, good points to build on all around tonight against a really good team. So nothing but positives tonight on socks on tap, which is nice for a change because this is, now that I think of it, this is my first uh, White Sox winner, Sox on tap. Everyone I've done so far has been a loss. So it's it's nice to come on here and do a more of a positive spin. Yeah, I mean, Johnny, normally you and I do the, these shows kind of just you and I, and, and we've had our fair share of losses, wins. Um, you know, maybe Pat Comiskey, as the, as the third wheel on these, is kind of the lucky charm here. I I think it's very legitimate. Hey, I'm up for all of it. It's only crazy if it doesn't work. So that that's my you know you got to keep uh, being you know hard on the players. I got to be keep uh, hard on the record uh, being bad. And we're we're gonna be a wild card team before you know it. So that's just the way it's gonna work. Um, one last note just from this game before we get into tomorrow's uh, getting to Garrett Cole. That is huge. That's huge for a White Sox lineup. Uh, Garrett Cole's a you know world-class starter uh the guy has great stuff but the white Sox got to him for seven hits six runs all of them were earned uh even though cole struck out seven you know the two home runs 
uh, I, I am just beyond happy with that because I was figuring that it could be another night, maybe not a almost no hitter like Verlander threw last night, but I was thinking that it could be another very stagnant offensive night. So encouraging stuff against a very good pitcher. So do you feel, Johnny and Pat, that this is the kind of game that the White Sox as a team can get behind and make themselves kind of go on a little run here? I mean, we've got Minnesota. We're going to talk about what's coming up next. Is this a kind of game that changes the momentum for the White Sox? I mean, you hope so, and you really do. But I feel like uh, I feel like we've had that question a couple times this year. I remember in particular, and it was another Eloy two home run game out in New York against the Yankees, where it was going to be a building block game, and it wasn't because they kind of you know fell back on their face afterwards. But um, I mean, this is a young team. This is. It's a team that's learning how to win. So maybe it is, you know, you're going to have all these different obstacles as the year goes on, but it's nice to see a team that's as young as the White Sox just learn to find ways to win. And everything went right tonight, which is, which is nice to see, as we said earlier. So is this going to be a building block? I mean, you're going to find out because you got Minnesota coming up and maybe if they can win that Minnesota minnesota series even if they just take two out of three and because i think a sweep is that's a lot to ask for but if they can win two out of three against minnesota maybe you can really start to see this ball get rolling and that's obviously hope something we're going to hope to see yeah so I, i kind of side with patrick here um my thing here is the opponents coming up just the strength there uh it's still the astros you know we got to them tonight but you look at what they did to us the first two games um I think that from a mentality standpoint, absolutely something to build on. Will the results be what we want? I would say probably not, but the I, I do like the confidence that it instills, and especially in a young guy like Eloy Jimenez um, coming back from the injury. If you would have slumped longer, that that's going to get in your own head. So I, I do think the mentality – Absolutely, but there's still a very good chance that we go two and two or one and three over these next four. So that that's just my take on it. Um, I am the resident pessimist here, but that's just my answer to your question, Tone. No, and and that's why I wanted to get a little bit of variety out of the uh, out of the question. Um, you know, I, I think that I think this game is the most important for two guys, and that's Charlie Tilson and Eli Jimenez. Uh, you're you're completely correct when you say if that slump w- went any longer than what it it had been so far, um, you know you start to get into the are we worried about Eli Jimenez type deal, and I don't think we all, I don't think any of us wanted to go there. I don't think we wanted to get no. to a point where we were talking about was Eli ready to come up. I don't think we wanted to get to a point where we were questioning whether or not Eli Jimenez is going to have a great year. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people had him pegged for rookie of the year. If not, uh, mm-hmm. if not Vlad Guerrero jr. And, and a lot of that depended on when, uh, Guerrero jr. Was going to come up. But up until this point, I don't think Eli even had warranted any discussion in those types of talks. And I'd like to see him put his name out there as the type of guy that, that is in those talks. So, um, if you take this game, against a dominant starter like Garrett Cole and Eloy can build off of this and a guy like Charlie Tilson can build off of what he did today. I mean, his first career home run, grand slam off, 
you know, uh, a, a really good pitcher. Um, the the way that the Sox can take this and go build themselves up uh, is, you know, I think that that's something that they need to do. If you come out and you lose the next three games in a row, I feel like you've squandered uh, a very good opportunity to have, uh, you know, uh, a really solid building block like Pat mentioned uh, towards towards the future here. And you talk about building a winning culture. These are the types of games that help you do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you summed it up best there. Uh, we gave our two cents there. We want to get to uh, the series finale here. Yeah. All righty. So the series finale final game in Houston before the White Sox are off to Minnesota will be uh, Lucas Giolito for the White Sox. Five and one, three point three five ERA, 50 strikeouts on the year versus Corbin Martin. I think this will be his third start in the big leagues. Uh, young guy for Houston. He's one and zero, three point eight six ERA, nine strikeouts on the year. Um, I, what, what do you guys think is going to happen in this one? Um, eh, I, I kind of got a unfortunate feeling about this, but you, you guys go for it first. I'll, I'll take this one right here, right now. Um, the Sox have never been good. The first time facing a pitcher that they haven't seen. And this one just has a, a weird feeling left to me. Um, you know, I, I just got done saying that, that this is a building block game. But to me, this looks like the ultimate trap for that. Um, I don't foresee this going well. I think that uh, for some reason with that whole uh, curse, as you would say, about the Sox facing a pitcher for the first time, um, not even just this squad, but we've seen it year after year after year. I don't know if that's just a uh, a front office thing or a scouting thing or whatever it is. Um, there's something that just doesn't sit well with me. I feel like that trend continues. Um, I, I know I predicted potentially a series split here, but uh, you, you know you kind of hinted at it, Johnny. Uh, I, I don't know about this one. Yeah, Tone, I mean, I would elaborate on it, but you pretty much took the world's words out of my mouth. Uh, just, I, even, like, yeah, I feel like you could date this back 10 years ago. The Sox just have never performed well against guys who are making their first couple starts in the big leagues. Uh, I don't see a reason to think that's going to change. So uh, maybe if Giolito gives you a really good performance tomorrow, you can sneak one out, but... I'm kind of in the same boat as you where I, I got a little pit my stomach bad feeling about tomorrow's game. And you know what's weird is that the Sox tend to put up all of these runs for Lucas Giolito. And, you know, you've got two things working against each other here. You've got that whole Lucas Giolito for some reason gets all this run support. And then you've got that, you know, that, like you said, it feels like it dates back 10 years. The Sox cannot, for some reason, seem to figure out guys in their first few starts in the major leagues yeah so the, that all of those aforementioned points that you guys brought up factor into my reason why i think we are probably going to drop this game uh unfortunately as a white Sox fan when you get a nice win like tonight it feels almost too good to be true like who could have predicted a triple play or a charlie tilson grand slam that kind of thing kind of like an anomaly so uh, i think it comes back down to earth tomorrow i do believe giulito will pitch well but 
here's my other point that I think will be the breaking uh, factor in this one. We haven't seen like a Juan Mania like extended uh, sort of you know collapse lately. Uh, we, we you know what I'm saying? Are we going to see Jace Fry again? So Giolito comes out after six, six and a third or something like that, and then the wheels fall off, and there you're getting big hits from Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, uh, Yoli Gurriel, anyone on that you name it, anyone on that roster they can do it. So um, that, that's just where I have my uneasy feeling. Uh, stemming from but i hope to be wrong always hope to be wrong when i'm pessimistic like that um that that's just my honest to god prediction so um like i said hope i'm wrong but that's all i've got yeah that's that's all i've got today too uh pat anything else to close it out here yeah i mean i feel like we just ended on a bit of a negative note which is disappointing because tonight was such success uh so maybe if we can just tie it back to that you know Back to the positive side a little bit. When Eloy has a night like that, it's great to see. So, uh, you know, hopefully, I know we were a little pessimistic about tomorrow, but, you know, you never know. We didn't expect tonight. Maybe tomorrow we'll get something we didn't expect, and uh, that's what we're going to hope for moving moving on to tomorrow. Hey, I'm just uh, trying to follow theme here and be a little bit pessimistic because it seems to work in our favor. That's all <laughs> I've got to say. Hey, let's go White Sox. for you. Yep. Hopefully yeah, Eloy just Sox. keeps that up. Uh, has a little stretch here. That's why I want to see get his name in the headlines a little bit. Get Vlad Guerrero Jr. out. That's all I've got. Let's go White Sox.